This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast on Fusion X. Joining me today, we have Zanidra. Hello. And we have our guest, Rook, a.k.a. Bird of Chess. Welcome. Hello there. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. It's going to be a it's good right day. <laughs> I do dumb uh, voices, you'll get used to it. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. I can prepare in advance. There we go. Uh, so this is Sunday. This isn't Saturday. Everyone's like, what's going on? Uh, so last night was the Tokyo Game Show uh, Letter from the Producer Live. Uh, and so we wanted we to make sure- you guys would want to hear about that. Talk about that right away. So yeah. <laughs> we put the show back a day and now we have a giant like four page outline of things to talk about. That's all new information that you've maybe read one summary about and that's it. So. Uh, we're just going to dive right in here. Uh, patch 5.1. This will be coming out in late October. We don't have an exact date yet, uh, but it's going to be called Vows of Virtue, Deeds of Cruelty. That title, uh, right? It's so good. Oh, oh. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, um, I, my, my first thought was like, it's probably going to have some like long-winded title name, right? Like, it's going to be so weird. Um, but, um, you know, it was funny too, because when they showed this off at the live, right at the beginning, all they showed was like the Japanese and then like a little bit of English. And I'm like, oh, they don't even have like the, the style of it done yet. But then they actually showed at the end, they had the key art and, and everything, um, which shows 2B with the Warrior of Darkness, uh, 2P. <laughs> I saw that look. The I definitely was like, look white. at that art. He's all like. <laughs> I know this. I know this. Um, Very good. And so uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the title actually references weapons from Nier. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was it was one of these things where right when it came out, um, the Japanese sword is it's more obvious, um, but yeah, it's the the virtuous contract uh, sword and then the cruel oak sword from oh. from your automata. So little little fun fact for you there. Um, of course, my biggest question now is: Does that mean we're gonna get weapons from the raid? I was just gonna say, will right? we get something stylized after those weapons? I'm hoping. I think everybody is. Yeah. Um, they they know. said something uh, prior about like oh that's not really something we do they have done that before there's at least one instance of them doing that that like demon sword in I think it was mock oh, oh the with the the weird chest yeah. after the yeah okay yeah. well that, I mean, that one mob they replaced <laughs> well originally too um they had in ARR they had the um. The weapons that you could get from doing like the the hard mode primals or the extreme mode primals, mm -hmm. whatever those. Do you remember those? That's not twenty four man though. Well, yeah, ori yeah. originally, I think they were supposed to be for Crystal Tower. Oh, I think oh. I could I could be wrong, but I feel like <laughs> that was a thing that I read or heard at some point. So, and then that just set the the pattern for the rest of the next you know five years of game design. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like, hopefully, we'll get something. But. Can you imagine still having to do like three primals to get a weapon instead of just one? I'm so glad they cut that yeah. down. <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so the new patch, obviously, we're going to do main scenario quests. We don't know anything about them yet. They haven't really teased much. Um, there's going to be uh, a, a Numo in a red cloak talking with Alphino at some point. That's all we know. That's the only thing they really showed us. He's a mystic. Um, oh. Yeah. So uh, we're also going to get uh, Pixie Beast Tribe quests. So we'll get those. They, they showed this weird, it's like a pig minion, but with like giant ears, like like Dumbo, but like a pig. What are they like, called? Porksies? Like, yeah. Like, 
like Higbo. I don't. Ever that's, since I saw them in the zone, I literally I was like, I'm gonna get one of those when the Beast Tribe starts. So I I'm... haven't seen those because no? that was the first time I had seen it. Yeah, they're oh, they're up whole... in the northeast, right next to the okay. cave. There's a few okay. side quests that deal with them and like yes. the relationship between the Numo and the Porksy. So if you sense. go through, you can kind of find out what they are. So I'm guessing we're probably going to see them as some kind of reward for the Beast Tribes. Whether that's I've sense. seen people hypothesizing about a giant mount, which would be hilarious, but a little minion yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's always a minion and a mount, right, for the Beast Tribe quest. So that's going to be at least the minion, probably, if not also the mount. We'll have to see. Was it? Or no. A main scenario quest where one of the Umbro eats one. I can't remember if it's a side quest or a main scenario. I feel like if, I, I feel like, like if it was MSQ, I would have seen it and then not been so like surprised by the it slide. It might be last one night. of those like big ones you need to do for Aether points or something. Yeah, I, I think it's a side quest where you're helping out that Amaro who's been sort of, who just yeah. came in for the He's first new. time with the tribe. Okay, yeah, yeah that He's would make new, sense. He's new and he doesn't know you can't eat people's pets. <laughs> I mean, we're all raised up differently. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, of course, we'll have uh, Your Hot Dark Apocalypse, the new 24-man alliance raid, and we'll talk about that a little bit later and get into some details for that. Um, we have a new dungeon, the Grand Cosmos, which will be compatible with the trust system. Um, the aesthetic for this is kind of interesting. We talked about this a little bit before the show. It's kind of yield more, but not quite. Um, and that's, where does, you know, where does cosmos make us think? So yeah, space. I yes, yeah, space. I was sort of wondering <laughs> if maybe it was inside of Amarat, but it does definitely look kind of Yulmor-esque. Although I think yeah. personally, it looks a little bit better than Yulmor. Uh, as I have said many times on the show, <laughs> I think that Yulmor looks like uh, all the we know the gold saucer vomited on Limsa. So. Uh, I mean, this, it's kind this, of true. Yeah, this, this dungeon looks a little bit better, but you know. Yeah, I definitely, with the color palette, I get that sense. When I first looked at it, I thought this has to be in Yulemore, but kind of talking about previously, I don't know where it is in Yulemore exactly, because it feels yeah. like we've dealt with most of the real estate of the city so far. So um, that title does make it really interesting. I mean, is this going to be some kind of vision or or you know spectral yulmore does this have something to do again with that kind of idea of like perception versus reality that we got with some of the final fights there uh with the story i, I don't know it, yeah. it'd be interesting to see though it's, it's just, interesting uh, because god you get that that initial that the one screenshot from it initially your mind's like yulmore and then you kind of look at it and you're like maybe like <laughs> it's just off a little bit it feels a little bit off it's Dan Cred telling the wandering the minstrel about have, right? his yeah. trip through Yulmore. There we and go. That's how the wandering minstrel imagines Yulmore looks. The first <laughs> ultimate dungeon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's interesting too. I think one of the, the most interesting things about this expansion and um, both with the raids and with the new dungeons, it's like there's that idea of like we have Norvrant. And that's it. That's all there is on the first. So it's like we've kind of seen everything. So if it doesn't really like match an aesthetic of something we've seen, it's like where is this and why didn't we see this before? Almost right. Like yeah. it, like with like the near stuff with the, the the factory. It's like where where the hell is this? We would have seen this. We went like literally everywhere you can go <laughs> during the MSQ. Also in uh, a dream. No. <laughs> we we, we have an idea of where it is. We'll, we'll get to it. That's the last thing we'll talk about today. But we have a lot of stuff to get to. We talked about a lot of stuff. 
uh, during the live letter. Um, so uh, there will be a new trial. Um, it's a secret. It's probably... It's not a yeah, it's Hades Extreme. Like, come on. <laughs> Straight up in the stream, they were like, we can't tell you what it is, but you know what it is. It's that guy. It's Hades Extreme. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in theory, we would get another one. but it's that one fellow. Uh, we don't know what that'll be. Uh, and we're also going to get the third ultimate fight as well, which is a secret. Was, um, <laughs> was anybody expecting that? I'm a little surprised, honestly. Yeah. I mean, this patch, all things considered, has a ton of major stuff coming to yeah. the game. And to also then put an ultimate on top of that, I was super impressed that they're trying to bring so much with 5.1. This is I, a ton. I yeah. thought they uh, they were kind of like, eh, we don't know if we'll get to an ultimate. Like, we know people want it, but we don't know. And then they're like, no, here it is. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, all right. Thank you. So there you go. Uh, not not you... not two hours prior. I've been like, guys, let me be tight. And what are we gonna do? This. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's that's what it is, right? It's here's you know the twenty four. It's a twenty four man alliance patch. So for those people that are doing the raid groups and stuff right now, here's your new thing to to mess around with. What do you guys think it's gonna be? I personally, and this is something that I don't necessarily think is reality, but. I would love to see, I mean, like Sophia, Safi, um, and Zerba. Oh, yeah. Some okay. kinds of. Triad. You know, triad. I just think it's so cool, Warring Triad. Yeah. But with us being over on, I mean, with us being on uh, the first right now, I think it would also be cool if they did something that wasn't just like a rehash of something previously, or maybe that had to do with like the Sin Eaters, or maybe it was some kind of big mm -hmm. culmination with the Sin Eaters. That would be really neat. I would like to see um, some sort of, and this would be completely new content, so I'm sure it won't happen, but I would like to see them somehow tell the story of uh, joining up all of the different uh, technology to get what we have in the Crystal Tower now. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that would be so yeah, cool. Yeah, right? Yes, something that would kind of be like an alternate reality glimpse at some of that story that we've had referenced, but mm -hmm. haven't been able that to experience ourselves. That would be wild, ourselves. yeah. That but would be so most cool. Most of it has been stuff they already had assets for, so I highly doubt it. Money would be cool. <laughs> I think for that reason, it's it. we haven't seen any, you know, I think Alexander is probably what they, they would They could kind of make it work. We've been in Circus you know, Tower. We've, we've fought Alexander. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll be. It would be Alexander based. If not, I mean, Yoshida did joke about Cape Westwind Ultimate once. I mean, oh my maybe, god, oh my god, <laughs> that would be the best. That would be amazing. You just fight the three legatus so uh, with Nero. I mean, that would be really interesting too, because there's a lot of speculation that okay, we've dealt with all this stuff that we didn't necessarily see coming, but the main thing that we knew was happening in the plot is dealing with the Garleans, and so. Having this Ooh. sort of discussion about what's coming after Shadowbringers, it could be an interesting point for them to do something with Ultimate like that, where we're revisiting some of, I mean, those fights that are really, really easy now, but that would be important coming into like a Garlean expansion or coming into something in the future for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they could they could also do a mashup too, right? Take Cape Westwind, take the end of uh, Meridianum, yeah. mash those together somehow with a phase change, you know, do one of those crazy like things where like the the area actually changes and warps as you get like to the next phase or something against like the you know guys we have the... good ideas <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited for are, any of these to this right now they're like <laughs> like all right let's take some notes <laughs> scrap it new one um all right job adjustments we're gonna get some new job adjustments um they didn't really go into any specifics for anything that wasn't blue mage um but we know that they have been looking at this stuff before they had that little patch um a few weeks ago that uh tweaked some stuff and they said that there would be some other adjustments coming so 
please look forward to that. Uh, for Blue Mage, we're getting updates to Blue Mage for anybody that forgot that Blue Mage was a thing in the game. I sure did. Um, level cap is going up to 60. Uh, we're going to get new job quests with that, new masked carnival stages with that. Um, and we're going to get something new here uh, called the Blue Mage Log, which will let you form a party with fellow Blue Mages to complete uh, specified duties. You will receive various rewards, including allied seals and elegant tombstones, uh, and then certain duty offer bonuses uh, will change weekly. So something else to do for Blue Mage. Hopefully they'll make sure that they give you relevant tombstones instead of just more poetics, uh, but we'll see. I discovered recently, uh, going through my lack of orchestrian rules, that there are several very expensive orchestrian rules you can buy with poetics. So go spend your poetics on those if go. they're just capping out and you're and, like, and whatever. Then, and then sit on them after you're yeah. done. And yeah. then just sit on them. Like two or three of them are 1600, so you use almost all of them. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about the Blue Mage stuff. A lot of people have been wanting to see more with it and with some of these changes. I mean, yeah, are we going to get relevant rewards that will make this actually feasible to roll into some of your endgame grinding if that's what you're into or, you know, other rewards that could be aesthetic? Plus, then I think a lot of people are kind of waiting to see how they keep developing all of this with the limited jobs, right? Are we going to yeah. get another one soon? Is it going to be the same formula? How will they continue to make this like long term? So this seems like we're getting some stuff to kind of give us some ideas, you know? Yeah, it's, what job are they going to pick? Because they have to be, after that disappointment with Blue Mage, they have to be very picky. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're still, even with, with the updates to bring in a Blue Mage, they're probably still evaluating if they want to do another limited job. I mean, at least now, like, because the problem when it was first introduced, it was, it's a new job, but it was a new job as content, not a new job as a new job. So what you could do with it was greatly different from what you would do with any other job. Um, but at least it's time they're giving you, we have the Blue Mage log now that'll let you do things you know, in parties, I guess, which is just another way of of give, you know, pointing people at like, here's something you can do with Blue Mage instead of duty finding, you know, like Shiva extreme parties and farming that for like five hours with no drop or something like that. <laughs> um, so I'm curious to see, you know, how long people do that content for if it's you know people are still doing it you know f four months after the patch or something or if it's another one of those like okay it'll be busy for like two months after the patch and then everybody will have it done that wants it and then it'll just disappear <laughs> yeah that was kind of blue for me when it came out like I, I did a lot of parties to try and get you know some of the primal abilities and stuff like that and i didn't get everything and it, at, you know it got to a point where i'm just like i'm done like i don't why am i doing this i don't need this for anything i can't really use it for much um, it's just, it's a weird bit of content to do on the side and some people love it and some people aren't crazy about it. So, um, we'll I will see. say I thought it was fun and it was fun yeah. for about two days and then I was done. Yeah. 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 I think the big problem with Blue Mage is that in theory, it's a really fun way to try to encourage people to go out, right? Go out to these maps, revisit, think about where you yep. started in the game. It was so interesting for me trying to run my mind through, wait, 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 what enemies do I remember fighting when I was a Sprout and I was starting out that might have something like this? But as with just about anything, you get guides that come out same day almost. Right. And then a lot of that exploration, those sorts of things, and especially if there's not a lot of incentive or it's not, you know, lore rewarding or it has you know something some other component to it then people just kind of blast through whatever they need to grab it and then there's not much else to do with it right now so yeah it's kind of Guilty. unfortunate yeah i mean at least the nice thing is they're they're adding some kind of a new content or new grouping system or something you know something new that's not just here's more blue mage stuff 
Um, so they're, they're trying to add a little bit of variety. So um, we will see how that goes for it. Um, PVP updates. A lot of people were wondering where these were at 5.0 launch, uh, but we have them now. That uh, map there, looks good. There will be substantial adjustments to PVP actions. We don't know what those are yet, <laughs> but uh, we'll probably hear more. Uh, there will be one more live letter before the patch. So they'll probably have more information there. Uh, there will By be a new way, front line. This is part one. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a new frontline rule set. They're calling it Ansal Hakar. Uh, also, uh, Danshig Nadam. And of course, as soon as you see Nadam, you're like, oh, it's probably in the step. And then they show uh, the screenshot of this new area. And it looks really cool. Um, I'm glad that they're kind of expanding that that area. You, you know, it's, it's PvP maps are so weird. It's like... It's like, hey, you know that one area you wanted to see, see or see more of? Here it is. It's a PvP map. Okay. <laughs> not not what I would have wanted, but sure. All right, great. Um, so we'll we'll get to see uh, what that's about here, uh, hopefully by the next uh, live letter. Um, we also got a closer look at New Game Plus, which is coming in 3.1. Um, so with 3.1, 5.1. Uh, with I was looking at the list of things, and Heaven's Word is the first one on here, so my brain's like three. Uh, so with patch 5.1, you'll be able to do Heaven's Word, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers main scenario quests. Uh, quests for a Realm Reborn, classes, jobs, roles, chronicles of new era, and side story quests will be made available later. Um, we do know that they are planning on condensing the ARR quests for 5.3, so my guess is that's probably when we'll see those added to New Game Plus. Um, and they break everything down by chapters. So for Heaven's Word, um, there's a part one and part two that you can choose from, and that, those are both uh, with 3.0. Then they have the Dragon Song War, which is 3.1 to 3.3, and then post Dragon Song War, which is patch 3.4 to 3.5, um, and presumably um, everything else will be broken down similarly. So it uh, boggles those... the mind a little that they were like, let's start with the second expansion, or well, technically well, the first expansion, but. It, yeah, it is a little weird, Second but when you consider line. when you consider that they're trying to condense ARR, yeah. it seems weird to go through all that effort to put that in a new game plus because we don't know how system side how they're doing this, right? They probably have to go through each quest one by one and do something. So it it, it seems pointless to do that and then change it in two patches after yeah, they get yeah. rid of a bunch of that. So I mean, I I get it. I wonder how many people are actually going to use this. Like, if they couldn't have just waited. I guess if it's done, why wait? But it just seems weird to not have it in order. If somebody, I imagine there are people yeah. who are going to want to do it in order. I mean, I I definitely agree. I I'm super excited for New Game Plus, and I think it's good. I mean, if they had it prepped and ready, and if they decided they were going to do these changes, I mean, it'll be nice to see it come out for sure, and then hopefully get ARR in just a little bit. But I really was looking forward to. I know so many people coming out of Shadowbringers that are so excited to actually replay the story. And yeah. for that to be something that the player base actually cares about in an MMO is huge. And especially with all of that building and, and building blocks that we've seen that were actually laid down in ARR, to go through it all together is going to be really nice. But I am really happy that at the very least they're giving us this save function with it so that, you know, you can work on stuff, you can jump around, you can save, and then it's not like, you know, when that other portion comes out, you can't go through and play different portions or, you know, go through the whole thing. Um, you can sort of work on it at your own pace if you feel like and not feel like you're in a rush for it, which is nice. Yeah, I'm glad that they, they broke it down the way they did because I think when it first came out, a lot of the the players were talking about like, oh, you're gonna start at the beginning and then you have to go through everything. Oh. Um, but that's oh. not the case, which is really good. Um, they also talk about too, 
Um, when you enable New Game Plus, you can only progress uh, progress through quests that are specific to New Game Plus. So it's and you, and you get one save slot. So I guess the idea is you say, okay, game, I'm doing New Game Plus now, and it just cancels out everything else or something, and then you just you do MSQ and that's it. Um, so that's probably why they give you that save slot, so you can actually go back and do other stuff. Um, but yeah, it is. It's a bummer that ARR is not on there right away. But it like I get it, but it's still weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was time to trim down ARR. There is so much there that's so good. But I mean, because it was the first installment of the game, they were prepping and they were coming off of the 1.0, you know, demolition into this new into this new version of the game. There's a lot of stuff in there that I don't think showcases how good the team is at telling a really like streamlined narrative. And some of those infamous quests like the feast and things mm -hmm. post 50, the amount of times I'll have to tell people, just hang in there to get through this. I yeah. promise it's worth it. It's, I think that it's time to sort of condense that so new players coming in can feel that pacing right off the bat. So I'd rather them take the time and then get it later than not and have it still be this thing that kind of yeah. plagues the community. I wonder yeah, if uh, there was a lot of feedback. I know we said it um, in one of our episodes, but I wonder if there was feedback about how uh, like fewer fetch quests and like go and fight stuff mm -hmm. quests or whatever there are in, in Shadowbringers. Like people were like, I like this. I prefer this. And they're like, oh, well, then it's a good thing we're ripping this crap out of here. <laughs> it's for, for me, it just, it, it's because the story bits are closer together, it makes them feel more interwoven. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And I think, oh, I was going to say, I think it's interesting with New Game Plus 2, it does open up the possibility of we have WoW Classic out now, and I know a lot of people this has been on their minds, but yeah, the idea of could we ever get some kind of summary of 1.0 or would there be anything in there? Would I think that this is something we haven't really seen in an MMO before, and mm -hmm. it's interesting to kind of hypothesize how they might continue to develop it. I'd watch a 20-minute movie on 1.0. Yeah, I, you know, I'm curious. Maybe maybe they'll use the system too, and they'll they'll go back and Heaven's Word will have one Moogle quest, Moogle quest, and that's it. You do the one Moogle quest, you're done. You can go on with your lives. Um, they weren't but, that bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll be. It's it's interesting. It's it's definitely an interesting system. You know, I can remember at FanFest when they announced this, and I was like, "What? What this <laughs> like, that's, for? That's weird." Um, but yeah, I mean, we. I think right now a lot of people are speculating like. Like, obviously, like, if you go back, you want to experience the story again. You want to experience those, like, phase battles and stuff. But, like, do you get anything for going back? Like, is there a title? We don't know. Um, probably titles at most, I imagine. Probably. Yeah, yeah if, if anything, right, they'll give yeah. you a title. Yeah. Master, Master of Records or something. Um, That's a cool title. Yeah. If You, yeah. you know, Loke, if you're watching this, I'll, I'll let you have that one for free. Um, <laughs> free of so. charge. That's what we had for New Game Plus. Uh, they also talked a little bit about uh, caf uh, crafting and gathering revamps. Holy uh, which crap. Which was something I was expecting to see. They are changing a lot. Um, I thought it was crazy. They were like, we're changing the crafting UI again so quickly. What? Why do you hate yourselves? <laughs> poor poor Evlot stars over there watching. He's like, oh, more UI videos on the way. We're going to see what they do now. Um, so they're going to increase the ease of entry for new players. Um, so there will be adjustments to more complex systems and actions. UI changes will be more informative and easily accessible. Um, and of course, there will be new content for crafters. So for crafters, um, actions are going to be adjusted. Um, additional actions will be removed. 
there will be a new recipe tree display option, which I love this so much. Yeah. Oh my god! I saw this image and I'm like, this is so beautiful. It looks I'm like, really nice. You just take a screenshot. You put it on the site. No, you don't even need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> just gather all this stuff up. You have your nice little tree up on the window volume. Go get all the stuff. And you're like, all right, I have everything. I've spent so much time like making lists of crap I need trying to synth uh -huh. stuff because you have to like, okay, show me what makes this. All right, show me what makes that. All right, show me. Uh, terrible. And now it's just all Very there time on consuming. one screen. Yes, I love great. it. So great. No, um, that's huge. And as somebody who doesn't do, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I have not totally gotten into all the crafting. And I just, within leading up into Shadowbringers, got my first one up to 70. And that was a huge thing for me because unless you want to download a ton of different guides, crafting trees, homemade things, it was one of those sorts of patterns where you'd get into it and maybe you really wanted to get into crafting, but then you would sit down to craft something and just doing that would sometimes take you so oh long. <laughs> Because you're running around trying to figure out where do I get that? How do I do this? What do I need? Oh my God, how many of that should I get to make this? And so I think this will be just a really nice way to bundle And then you mess up it. your math and you don't have enough and you have to go back out. And something that could have taken you five minutes to make just took you half an hour. And you're like, oh, is this worth it? I don't know. It's been like 45 minutes making uh, your macros and you're like, hopefully this works. And then it doesn't <laughs> apart and figure out what, yeah. <laughs> um, Although, uh, to to sort of uh, devil's advocate that uh, not really, but it's gonna make sites like Gearscape a little less useful. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we already had the list of things you can make with that item and mm -hmm. etc. So yes. I, I actually know. use that all the time. If I'm like, God, I need space in my yeah. inventory. Is this useful? No, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, certain items will always be gathered as collectibles, which means. If you craft it, it will always be crafted as a collectible. It's not like, oh, I forgot to hit the button. Uh, thank Darn. you. I've done that so much. It's oh, I hate it. Um, adjustments to quick synthesis success rates, uh, which people were having issues with with 5.0, um, and adjustments Very to breaky. desynthesis. So I'm not happy about this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once it once it takes effect, I will be happy about it because it'll make it easier on me. But I've spent so much effort and like. $2 a month. I have a retainer just to, to save desynthesis crap so I can keep up with it. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to get those $2 a month back, Essie. I, I, I desynthed uh, some of the fish my retainers would bring back, and that was about it. I haven't really played with that too much. So <laughs> I kept it up because they put it in. They have to at some point use it again, right? In theory. It hasn't been useful in two expansions, but here we go. I'm just going to name drop uh, Sanction from the free company uh, or from the grand company uh, items. Remember that? Yeah. Sanction. Yeah, that's still around. Rook's like, nope, never heard of it. <laughs> no idea why. I have yeah. no idea what that is. <laughs> uh, um, gathering system adjust, uh, updates. Uh, actions will be adjusted. Actions used to locate unspoiled nodes will be automated, which is awesome. Um, items at unspoiled nodes will not appear as unknown or be out of reach. Stealth actions will be replaced by these sneak. Are, these are better be than the crafting on ones. Mounts. Like that tree is awesome, but oh my gosh, why why would, did we go so long with gathering like this? Why do I, I have to hit I a button? I didn't realize how bad part, it was until the they announced all these things. About uh, in particular finding nodes and stuff is you hit the button, it shows you where it is, it runs out, and you have to wait like three to five more seconds for it to come back. So mm -hmm. you, 
You're just like, I don't, it was in this direction. Gosh, I hope I, oh, I, oh, I don't know. I, ideally, they would just get rid of Sneak altogether and mobs just wouldn't aggro crafters and gathers, but I could see why how that would get exploited. So, all right, I'll let that one go. So that's, uh, that's probably what they were referring to before um, in that one question and answer session when they were like, uh, could you get rid of the mobs, like the hunt mobs and stuff that are around unspoiled nodes and stuff, please? They were like, ah, oh, we have a solution. It's coming. Here it is. Yeah, I love my, my favorite part is that it won't affect movement speed. I hated that with with stealth. It's like, all right, well, there's a guy there. I'm going to risk it because otherwise it'll take me like 20 seconds to walk over to that node. And I just don't have that kind of time. Uh, quick gathering will be added. Um, so that's interesting. I'll be curious to see. Maybe it just uses all your turns at once on yes, one thing. That's so I guess. good. I Instead of being like, click, done, click, click you're it's like, the... bam, next node. It's the equivalent of what we already have with crafters, right? With the quick synthesis yeah. and things like that. The fact it boggled my mind when I saw that and I was reading the change, I went, oh my God, that's not in the game right now. Why, <laughs> why don't they have the option to do that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I've got my miner up to 66, 67, something like that. And like my hot bars are full of all these actions. I'm like, I don't even know what these things do, what they're for. Like, I just, I use like four of them. Like, I don't. It's crazy. So I'm glad they're making adjustments for that. Um, they're also going to be adjusting um, gathering rates and item yields, and uh, LML shard yields will be adjusted as well. What so lots of good quality of life stuff what coming does that for mean, these. Though? Like, tell me, tell me, Essie, the F does that mean? Are you going to give me more? Or are you going to give us less? What, what is they're it? They're going to give you more. They're going to give you more. What is it? They're going to give you more. I mean, I, you know, and I remember too the. The kanji for the uh, the Japanese on the screen for actions will be adjusted was actually different for crafting and gathering. So like, yes, things will be adjusted, but like specifically, they're you know looking to do things a little bit differently between the two. And I forget what it was, um, but so we'll we'll get adjustments to that. And if you're, anyone's playing on the Japanese client, the Japanese kanji used for collectibles has been changed for ease of reading for both crafting and gathering. So there you go. Congratulations, Japan. There you go. Um, they showed us a little bit of Ishgard restoration. Um, not a whole lot. Uh, players will work together to build up the firmament, uh, which is weird because I didn't remember ever reading that before, but apparently it's on the Shadowbringers website and I completely missed it. Oh, yeah. Because um, my thought was like, I'm like, oh, but I want to rebuild Ishgard, not like a part of an area that's not in Ishgard, but is part of Ishgard. Like, I want to rebuild actual well... Ishgard. You this can't is probably build, the housing you can't, zone. Yeah, you can't build housing in Ishgard. There is simply no room. So. Well, I think I think really what the issue is is they don't want people changing actual Ishgard because of players going through and doing Heaven's Word. Because that then you have well. that, yeah. that same issue that you did with like Mordona and Idleshire where people go there for the first time and it's already built up and it's like, oh, okay. That's a little weird. And especially now with New Game Plus, like is that gonna affect those areas that probably not like it probably can't <laughs> you know so it'd be cool if i could go back in time the poor to... broom is just gonna be crap forever right yeah <laughs> i mean we did see a little bit with the dome and restoration them i think dabbling with the idea of how do we create dynamic areas but i mean for something that already exists in the game and for something that i mean they would have to probably majorly overhaul oh yeah then, the whole problem of what if new players come in there and there's just nobody in there you know it's everybody else is in some other instance although you could just have it visually change on their screens but 
it's it's definitely a conundrum. So I understand why they would go with firmament, uh, firmament instead. I really, but. I will really do like. This is silly. I feel bad for for some pixel people in a video game, but I'm like, can we just fix their home, please? Like, <laughs> come on. At least, at least the the bar and the broom now has a reason to stay in business, right? It's still it's still a shithole, right? Everyone still needs to get their booze fix. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll have that. Um, and again, you know, we've we've known a lot of this stuff before. Uh, you will be able to contribute through a number of tasks, including item deliveries. Uh, there's also, uh, you just mentioned to us before, um, there's like a lottery kind of system where you can like buy a ticket and donate kind of that way. Do you um, think uh, they'll make it so that you don't have to be the one to have made the item? Like you'll be able, if you are a crafter, you can mm, get the stuff to make the item and then maybe sell it, them? It depends on if, if uh, they do it um, like a custom deliveries thing and require like collectibles. Yeah, I don't like, I don't know why they would do that. Uh, other than making people who aren't necessarily crafters feel like they're contributing. I think I also I feel like as would, a crafter, you would be like, I made this, I'm turning it in, I'm well, helping. Remember too, we're going to get, uh, crafters and gathers are going to be able to get like ultimate like style weapons or mm -hmm. tools from this too. So for that reason, they would probably lock it into collectibles so that you couldn't just buy a bunch off the market board, turn it in, and now you have like the ultimate like needle of weaving or something yeah that, it makes you know. sense too because this is supposed to be crafter gatherer end game like that's how they yeah. have been sort of advertising it so for you to be able to go in and not necessarily even be prepped to do end game for crafting and gathering or you know be similar to like a raid right mm -hmm. where you're going in and you need to have your class leveled and have all this stuff and be able to do your own crafting yourself i think that would be really strange yeah and i mean it's it's nice like they they mentioned well. this like ticket system so even if you're not a crafter gatherer there's still something you can do but it is crafter and, and gather endgame and so there are pretty decent rewards if you you know people are do sell top runs, whatever though. donator what was that people do sell runs though they don't I mean, they don't stop that i don't think they like that but they don't stop no. it but you can't you can't you can't sell collectibles and so that's no. the easy way to just you know I'm looking forward to it. I'm. I know yeah, there I are, there are lots of people waiting for Ishgard housing, and uh, yes, I hope that is what the ultimate thing they give us. I think is. that's probably what the yeah. firmament is. It's just the housing district, and you're just slowly going to build up, you know, the the stalls and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it'll, we'll it'll be cute. I'm looking forward to it. Hold up. No, that couldn't be it. It's too fancy. <laughs> I was like, this dungeon. What? It doesn't have to be on the first. That that armor on those on those people, and actually the gate in the back of that hallway looks kind of vaulty. Let me see. Let me see. Now I want to check it out too. Hmm. Oh, you know what? It kind of does. Honestly, yeah. I didn't even think about that. It has a little bit of that kind of Ishgard flair. I mean, it's possible too. I honestly hadn't even thought about this, but it's possible too that this is actually um, over in you know the Titania area. So yeah. where that castle, the castle. Is. I was yeah. really I looking at the this. armor trying to go like what a, I don't think we've seen anything exactly. It could like be this. yeah, I mean it could be in the old the old uh, Verbert uh yeah. castle there. That's true. I forgot all about that. Because there's a bit of that Ishgardian influence that's mm -hmm. there just mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's actually I didn't even think about the fact that it does a lot of it feels like the vault or some of Ishgard mm -hmm. with the way that it's structured and the mm -hmm. guards. Yeah. That could be I think I think they're still keeping us on the first. I mean the fact Leftover that Leftover castle. <laughs> Right. I mean, the, the fact that and I was going to mention this later, but I'll mention it now, like with 
the raids, right? We Sid has always been involved in one of them, right? He was in Crystal Tower. He was in Alexander. He was in um, Omega. Um, there's no Sid in our raids now because Yorha's on the first. Eden's on the first. Sid's not on the first. What do okay. we do? We backseating Sid for 5.0? What are we doing? She's about I to inform you. <laughs> I have a theory. I have a theory, but I don't know if this if this would be it. Since we were talking earlier about the whole time travel shenanigan, what if there is a digital aspect of future Sid that presents itself somewhere in relation to the okay. or something like that, who might be Sid from the future, who then gets us involved in this next raid? We go to the, we go to the robot factory and put future Sid in a in a Yorha <laughs> unit. I can see. I they can clone see him like and that. put you him just, in the you, basement of Circus Tower along with the leftover what's his faces from the end. Yeah, you just be like C C one D. Is that like near appropriate? Would that work for near? Right? Just. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's probably going to be back on the source. I feel like it will. That it'll have something to do with the Garleans. That's what most people have kind of hypothesized with that technology element. But I mean, it is kind of weird to take us away from the first. Uh, itself, you know, after we've spent so much time there, and this is really kind of the showcasing of that, this expansion. Yeah. Just because he's been and stuff doesn't mean he has to be. Let's break the mold, Fusion. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying for a game that is very much rooted in sticking to its mold and its schedule, like, it seems a little weird. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, something else they announced uh, last night, Fellowships. This was out of left field. Uh, I don't think anybody was expecting this. Uh, form casual communities similar to free companies and link shells. Uh, so they say that they are loosely knit communities of players who share similar interests, which can accommodate up to 1,000 players. Um, a single player can uh, make or join up to 10 fellowships with no world restrictions so long as they are within the same data center. Um, whether it's to announce events or seek others to run dungeons, they're a quick, easy way to exchange information. Um, and you just make them kind of like your cross-world link shells. You just make them from the, the menu. Um, and then you can clarify if, you know, your fellowship is for player events, casual stuff, battle stuff, or housing. Um, and then you can add in recruitment settings, let people know um, if you're looking to recruit a certain amount of people, uh, what your primary language is. Um, you can also, there's a, a fellowship finder. Um, so it's like a, a bulletin board of like, here's all the fellowships, which is awesome. Um, as they were announcing this stuff, I'm like, okay, and we need like an easy way to find these. And then here, it boom, is. here we go. Um, so to join a fellowship, you just need to pick one. You just click on it, confirm, and you're in. Um, and then they showed a little bit of the UI for this. So um, you'll have your fellowship board, which is going to be used for notifications uh, to all of your fellowship members. You'll have a questionnaire where you can create polls with up to five options. Your votes will be anonymous. So if you are, say, a battle fellowship, you can say, okay, we're going to do some primal runs this week. What do people want to run? People can vote. I, I really like that. I do that all the time uh, <laughs> with my static. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a ready check. If you hit yes, you want to do Suzaku. If you hit no, you want to do Siri. There you go. So I like the idea of polls. But I don't uh, have to decide anything. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh area for notices where you can leave brief messages or reminders kind of like the probably something similar to what we have with uh link shells and free companies um and then there's a message board where uh, members can freely communicate um but it'll only show the 100 most recent messages so it's not quite a free company not quite a link shell there's not like a you know it's not in your your normal chat window but 
It sounds um, like a slightly fancier 11 link shell. No? <laughs> the silence. I mean, the 11 link shells were just 14 link shells. There really wasn't no. any difference. Uh, I think I've heard most, I think what a lot of people have said the most that I kind of was going, oh yeah, is that it almost sounds like a miniature discord in the game itself yeah. that you can use. And I mean, it's interesting because we're getting all of this for fellowships, but we don't necessarily have the same for free companies and with all of that's this, weird <laughs> yeah with all of this cross world capability that we have now i'm starting to wonder i mean we still presumably have the buffs for fcs but it seems like more and more and more people want to be a part of something where they can have multiple you know free companies they can span cross world because we've removed a lot of those boundaries they can still play and communicate so i'm kind of wondering if fellowships are going to i don't know what you, what you think I'm curious to hear if they're going to push out free companies to some degree. Well, you know, it's, it's funny when they, they show the first slide, and they're like fellowships. I'm like, oh, we're finally getting free company alliances. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that, that was uh, for people who've been waiting around for those. That's definitely what the initial thought was like, oh, that thing they promised us in 2.0. Um, <laughs> no, I I, uh, I kind of feel like like you do. Like, what's the point of a free company? Those Those couple of things you name, like buffs the ability to own a house on it that uh, everybody in the free company can screw around in uh, the workshops for subs and airships and that is about it gardening if, if anything I think it's I mean because right now if you like we'll go back to the the battle primal concept right right now if you're in a free company you you maybe get enough people to do you know an eight-man run of something for a couple hours sometimes it's if it, you know you can't always fill all eight spots depending on how large your free company is but if you have a max player count of a thousand in a fellowship, yeah, you pick a weekend, people will show up. Like mm -hmm. that's that's really cool, and I think it's going to be a more efficient way to do group content um, yeah. and, and to be able to find people. And I mean, like free companies are still great if you have a you know a close knit group of people, like that's fine. Um, but it's just it's I think adding ease oh, to that yeah. idea of like you should be able to just jump in and do whatever you want, get be able to get stuff done. Yeah, you might have to schedule it a little bit. You might have to run a couple of polls to figure out what exactly you're running. But I think this will help a lot of people that want to tackle specific content or, you know, be involved in, you know, the housing community of you know, people that are doing crazy things with furniture and, you know, hacking positions and stuff I'm like that. I'm going to join one of those. Tiny. Heck yeah. yeah uh, I think yeah, fellowships right, exactly. will actually kind of help free companies because you'll be in, thrown in with a group of a thousand people. And amongst those a thousand people, you might find 10 people that you really like and no, exactly. think, think think are competent and be like, hey, I have an FC. Do you know? Cool, come join me. Yeah. So That's you'll run really into about it. yeah, you'll yeah. run into people that you might never have in a, in any other way because you might find them in Party Finder, but you're not mm. going to find that many people in a Party Finder. You might get like s seven other people, and out of them, you might find one you like. So it sort of just increases the ratio of people that you might run into that you like. And I think the nice thing too, I mean, it was, it's one of those weird things where you have so many people, but then you have a message board system to communicate versus like a, like a chat window, which is probably good because you don't want a thousand people talking in your chat window at once. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's also, I think, nice too, where it's in that regard, you can ignore it if you want to, like, you know, because you, you, you're going to have to open up a separate menu for all this stuff. So it's like, I don't want to deal with anything for primal battles this week, I'm not even going to open the tab and then you're going to have to get flooded with messages or anything like that. That's right. Are you uh, going to have to open the tab to read it or do you think you can have it feed into your chat? 
That's a good question. I mean, are, you know, will the, will the are there going to be like notifications when stuff has changed on it? Um, I, I feel like if the the notices or the questionnaires were put up, I feel like you would get a notification either in your chat or as like a little pop up. Like you would get some, you would be aware of it somehow. Um, but for like just the the messages, like on the message board, I'd probably not. You'd probably have to just check those manually. And maybe when you open maybe that window, like it says little, little these like, are the Hello, new ones you have a message. Yeah. yeah. I think that's great, honestly, because one of the big problems that I find for a lot of people who come to free companies in Final Fantasy XIV, if they either don't feel comfortable going to Discord or going to some other kind of communication hub, maybe that one person can only play when they're off work at 10 p.m. and they log in every day and for whatever reason, there's nobody else that's online in that free company. Mm -hmm. And so they sit there going, does anybody play this game? I guess I'll find a new free company. So they go to a new free or company a new game. and maybe they find the same thing or a new game. And yeah. so having the ability to have like an effect in a community even when you know maybe you're not exactly online but you're checking and reading a message that somebody posted or you're keeping up with what runs people are doing or what people need it saves people from having yeah. to go to outside sources or download outside stuff just to be social in the game you know beyond just the one hour that they might have to play or you know maybe they play all day but they can still keep up with people which is really nice yeah, and 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 uh, Lander uh, forty six in the chat says that's why I like big free companies, and that's true. But I think you know, in that with with what you were saying, Rook, you're going to have people with different schedules, and yeah. you know, regardless of how many people are in the free company, you might have that one person that can only jump in in the middle of the night. And now with a fellowship, they can find other people that are on only in the middle of the night and and get some stuff done. And I think that'll be really helpful for people that want to tackle certain content. And I think it's going to be easier to find, you know, those kind of groups of people that are like. I'm not really great with endgame content, but I kind of want to try some extremes like who I mean, obviously there's there's Party Finder already for that, right? But, but it's, in Party Finder, you haven't been hanging out with these people. They don't necessarily exactly, like exactly. you. You're, you're not endeared to them and they're not gonna give you the benefit you of the them. doubt there's as no you sense learn. Of familiarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this will help that kind of stuff a lot. So I'm really looking forward to see how this does. Maybe it'll actually bring up the uh, like the bottom line of the community as far as skill level too. Maybe because people yeah, will, I mean, will have people who are more willing to help them out, and then that, once they learn content, once they get advice about their jobs, then. And I think you know, with with the message board, right? It's technically it's a limited way of communication, but I think it also encourages additional communication. So, like, if you see somebody post something on a message board and you want to talk to them more about it, you'll reach out and actually talk to them instead of just. You know, oh, they said this and that, and then we're done. Like, I think it, it's going to encourage communication. It's going to encourage um, people to do content that maybe otherwise they would feel uncomfortable doing. Um, I'd love to see them bring some of these interface and the message board and all this kind of stuff to free companies as well in the future. Yes. Because I think if you've got that interface, I mean, yes, you can have everybody in your free company join a fellowship or make, you could, I mean, yeah. with this system, technically you can make your own FC alliances if you want. It's just that you have to reach mm -hmm. out to another FC and get everybody, right? But it's one of those things where I'd love to also see it be implemented for some of the current community features that we have to help increase those too. I think it is really nice because like you were saying with Party Finder, you're not really a community. It's not a community activity. It's sort of a one-off activity. Whereas mm -hmm, yeah. if you are connecting with people, whether that's for RP, content, housing creation or tips, all these different things, you can sort of automatically say, hey, we are a community and to some degree we're responsible to one another and have that responsibility, which is a really good feeling versus just, if I don't like you guys, we will disband, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. 
Death in first phase kicked. Yes. <laughs> Skip sore. Goodness. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what people do with this. It's going to be um, good. TLDR, it's going to be good. It'll be good. Um, Gold Saucer updates. We're getting a new gate that features Yojimbo and what looks to be like almost like in any way the wind blows, but with like bamboo cuts. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're going to let you move. Like any way the wind blows doesn't let you move. I usually don't move in that anyway. I'm just like, I'll just stand here. And if I get kicked off, whatever. Like, Well, no, I mean, once once they start blowing, you're stuck. So if you're in the wrong spot, you can't try and get out of it, you know? Oh, yeah, I yeah. see. What Whereas you mean. Yeah. with this yeah. one, maybe okay. it'll be more like in a dungeon where stuff is falling down, and you have to try and physically dodge, avoid that. Dodge, dodge mechanics yeah. the game. Yes. Yeah, it maybe. immediately makes me think of that fight with the bat. Yes, the, exactly uh, that yeah. fight is what I was thinking of. I think that's probably going to be it, where you have to try and anticipate where you think they're going to fall, and there's a ton of them, and then you have to move your character, and hopefully they don't freeze you because that would be butts. But it would be really it's nice rough. to be able to sort of move around and try to. Anticipate. It's just it's just like uh, E1S, where you just have to run around and not get hit by anything, right? <laughs> yeah. that, or not E1, not S specifically, just but Eden, where he has that phase yeah. where it's just there's lines everywhere and oh, everybody yeah, gets yeah, stuff yeah, dropped yeah. on him. It's just that, but with. But with your I was Jimbo like, there's and, not uh, anything like that. What are you talking about? Oh. <laughs> That's my bad. Um, also, for those of you who love your Mahjong, you're getting a new high-resolution Domen Mahjong layout. Do you guys play Mahjong? I've not played it at all. I, I played oh, it once, yeah. and I was like, this takes way too long, and you get nothing for doing it, so I will not be touching this. Well, I'm a hardcore endgame Domen Mahjong player, so there you as go. a representative, no, I'm not, but <laughs> this will be nice. Maybe this will help people get more into it. I think it's one of those things, when, when they came out with this, um, it was, a lot of people were like, this is the best online Mahjong that anyone's ever made, and it was in an MMO, and so they're probably just like, yeah, all right, let's, what can we do to make this a little nicer and high resolution Domen Mahjong layout? Yeah, cool. There you go. Uh, speaking of crazy layouts, uh, performance updates, we're gonna be getting a new ensemble feature that'll let you use performance actions more easily when in a party. Uh, there will be a new horn instrument and uh, there's gonna be a performance assistance feature that'll be added that will show you a whole bunch of stuff like uh, beats per minute, uh, and then you'll also get a performance guide and a gamepad guide. There's a whole lot of stuff. There's a metronome the as well. Yeah. They were like, things that'll help you to do your performances and parties. I'm like, what the crap could that possibly be? A metronome? There it is. Oh, okay, okay, that's what it is. Yeah, be, yeah it's it's crazy. Uh, make sure to check this out. Um, our summary for the live letter is up on the site, gamerscape.com. Check that out. We have an image of that up. It's crazy. There's a lot of stuff on there on that one Did image. Did they already... So I, I stopped paying attention to performance after the first update, to be quite honest. Did they have they already put the uh, the interface where you can assign stuff to piano keys or is that new too? The the piano one is has been there for a little okay, bit, that's I think. That's, um, that's really cool. I wish that had those, been there in the yeah. beginning. Well it was one of those things as soon as performance came out, people are like, Look what I can do with my MIDI keyboard. They yeah. plug it in at fourteen and they're like and they're like, Okay, let's we'll support this. We see crazy what you want. Thing okay, for sure. Doing. Yeah. That's neat. Um, we're getting a launcher update. What? Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I'm a big, I'm a big goofus, but I was super excited about this. I was no, surprised. No. I'm like, I didn't feel like there was anything. I, you know, that having been said, though, um, a lot of people have been complaining about the launcher recently with the banners not loading. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that's this is to help kind of fix whatever weird issues are going on with that and just polish it up a little bit after six years of being the yeah, same launch. I don't necessarily prefer the new aesthetic, but 
Mm-hmm. That thing, that thing was old and it needed an update. Yeah. It did. Yeah. It needed, honestly, the only times that I've ever really had problems just dealing with the game or getting into the game or things like that, other than the old, you know, aux cable crash that would always happen, <laughs> um, was a lot of stuff with that launcher. And I had a lot of people too, because I would be talking to new players or helping people get into the game who would just look at that interface at the beginning and go, I have no idea what's going on. I have to put in what's the second password code. And I, oh, is that the window that's going to, if I click on this, will it take me to the MOG state? Oh, no. Okay. And so I think that getting a bit of an update is good because it yeah. is just that first thing that you see when you log in. And there are so many different games now that, I mean, have really nice kind of polished sort of interfaces for that. So yeah. I'm kind of pumped. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I didn't really care. Like I, I look at the launcher for two seconds anyway, you know what I mean? So I don't really interact with it a lot. But it's it's nice to th- see things get polished up a little bit. Um, miscellaneous updates, since the launcher update wasn't miscellaneous enough. Uh, there's going to be new custom deliveries client with uh, Kai Shear. Yay! Um, I love so- that big dork. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dork. Uh, <laughs> you'll have uh, pet display in the party list now. Um, which, all right. I don't know if that really matters that much, but I I think so. I was kind of surprised when they took it out. Um, however yeah. long ago, it was quite a while ago at this point. I think right? it was a long time ago. Yes. Yeah, like why why remove that? It's not that confusing. And, <laughs> right. Uh, I, I wish I wish Aldino was here today so he could just ta- tack that yeah. onto his list of summoner complaints. Yes, right. Yes. Well, and it'll be nice. Hopefully, it'll be similar to the old one where anybody can select the pet. If you well, you can't heal people's pets now, can you? That is one thing They're that I was kind of, now, yeah. Yeah, I was confused about that because when you used to be able to, and mm-hmm. since I'm I main healer in a lot of content, I always was going, oh, this is great because yeah, then I can just easily target this, heal it, get it, you know, going. But at this point, since we can't really interact with the pets, and since there isn't necessarily, I mean, a reason for other party members to try to keep your pet alive yeah. other than, you know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's nice that it'll be there so you can at least see if somebody has that pet up or what's going on or mm-hmm. what's happening with that. But it is kind of interesting to put it back in when I'm not really sure if there is a. An it's kind of the only purpose at this point, just to be like, yeah. aha, there's nine things in this party list. Everybody's got their pet up. Yes, yes. It's a little weird. Yeah, I don't. I'll be curious, like, if they talk about why they decided to do it. I don't feel like it's like obviously if it used to be there, they took it out for a reason. Why? Maybe there's something coming in the future. That's true. That could Maybe. totally be it. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, could you imagine, like, if, if this shows, like, Chocobo Companions too, you just have, like, the world's longest playlist <laughs> in, like, a hunt party? Please. Uh, oh, man. Just uh, just for the laughs, please. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, this, is, this has nothing to do with anything that we specifically know. But, I mean, there's been a lot of speculation about what might be coming down the road. And if they yeah. do something like Beastmaster or there's – or if there are adjustments to the pets or there something. There you go. Yeah. I mean, maybe there will be a reason where – there may be a purpose for, oh, hey, we need to target this pet. You need to either boost this pet to get optimal damage or somebody might need to heal them because if they fall off in this phase, you know, you're going to lose. And we were we were just or... talking about if they were going to add another limited job yeah. and they have mentioned Beast Tamer as a possible. Really? Uh... The, uh, the ultimate reason is so that 
when you're in content and you kind of like see someone out of your peripheral and you're like, no, you're in the AOE and you realize it's somebody's robot or somebody's shadow. <laughs> you can just keep track of it on the party list instead. You're like, you oh, never mind. That's true. That's true. <laughs> They're fine. Have you guys done that? I've definitely done that a handful of times. Been like, get out of the. Oh, it's not you. Okay. Like, who's the that person shadow. standing on air? The freaking who's shadow. Yes. Robot? That's yeah. my robot. The Dark Knight shadow constantly gives me yes. heart attacks. Yes. I have the, I, my butt clenches like nobody's business when we're in <laughs> Savage and I see this like perfect outline just standing in the middle of an AOE. <laughs> it's like that slow motion. You're like, no. Oh, you didn't even try butt. to move. Oh, it's not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my rescue's not working. Why is it not working? The worst is when you have like a machinist and a Dark Knight and I don't know what else, but you have like a couple of people. You're like, is everyone asleep? What are you and, guys doing? And, and then you're the jerk because you just called everybody out and then nobody did anything wrong. I don't understand. Our party doubled in size and half of them are paying attention. I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, weapon rewards are going to be added uh, to the completion of level 51 and 59, 61 to 69, and 71 to 79 dungeons. So I'm hoping I'm hoping this means that you will just get the weapon drop at the end, right? Because yeah. as you're leveling, you know, you can get through all of the dungeons and never see a weapon drop for mm -hmm. the job that you're on. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. screw you. Yeah. Bye. I was wondering, too, with that, if they were going to maybe add in some of the, you know, dancer weapons or things that haven't totally gotten into, you know, all of the older dungeons and stuff. Probably not. I wish. Um, I, I mean, I wish because I need yeah. it for the aesthetic, but. Yeah, exactly. well, right. Um, but they, I mean, I remember them talking about like just, just primal weapons for the newer jobs and they're like, yeah, maybe you'll add them like at some point, but Come they on. won't be in at launch and it's not really a priority. And I'm like, Oh, I really, this is so silly. I want like a, a Sophia weapon. That's just like her ball things. Yes. That'd be so cool. That would be amazing. It or or so the fans, the fans from Tsukiyomi. Yeah. Yes, please. You, you need that yep. junk. We need this junk, please. This is very important. <laughs> yes. Uh, bicolor gemstone cap will be increased to 1,000. Thank you. Make it higher. <laughs> That's nice. I mean, can we increase yellow uh, yellow scripts too while we're no, at just it? Just buy That's, stuff. That yellow script caps are the bane of my existence whenever I'm doing like custom are, deliveries. I think there's a couple of songs you can buy. I've, uh, I've, I have them. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Anything I could get, I have. Now it's at this at the, it's Buy at stuff point like wool I'm top. Like, I'm like, I have a bunch of yellow scripts. What materia do you need, wife? And I will just buy as many as I can. <laughs> what I don't what a good script. husband you are. Right? <laughs> and then she'll make me whatever I need. So it works well, out. Um, you can also sell those materia because they're never going to stop being true. useful. That's true. Yeah. The uh, crafter and gather ones will forever yeah. be useful until just, the end it's, of it. It's always annoying, though, like going and doing like custom deliveries. And it's like, you're not going to get all the scripts for this. I'm like, already? Like, I just. <laughs> I just had this last week. Oh, you know what uh, the, the best thing that I experienced this past week with uh, Crafter and Gather Scripts? I did cap my yellow scripts, and they went directly into my white scripts, and I was like, yes, finally, I'm 80. <laughs> there you go. Uh, new G-Post features are going to be added. You'll be able to uh, have brightness settings and character display toggle uh, for non-party members. So... There you go. Oh, Just so if you're add anything else to Gpos, yeah, they no, it. they're gonna add stuff to that for forever. But that's gonna be great. You can do like get top at a party with your friend in an Aetherite Plaza and just get rid of everybody else. Actually, yeah. take screenshots yeah. in places where there are people running. That's around. always been like the bane of my existence, right? Doing Gpos, trying to get a thing, and then like somebody like walks across it. You're like runs through. 
Yeah, it'll be, I think that's a good change. It's for anybody who's interested in taking pictures and doing a lot of those sorts of yeah. uh, activities creatively. That's huge. And I mean, I know that I'm a big, huge G-Pose addict and I can't stop. And so having more options is always a real highlight for me. My favorite yeah. part of that is being able to stop like mid dancer spin. You get the there coolest go. poses. The action way. pose, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, if you're looking for some really exciting G-Pose action shots, Junk. meals can now be eaten while sitting. <laughs> I need uh, that thank immersion. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I, I have been, I've definitely experienced this and just been like, really? I okay, not, yeah. not that big a deal, but. Fine, really? I'll stand up and eat my cracker or whatever. <laughs> it's like I a have. throwback to uh, not being able to talk to NPCs while on your mount type deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Please honestly, it's funny first. because it doesn't seem like it's that significant. But like you were saying, the moment you start thinking about it, there's at least one time you've probably tried to do this. Yeah. Or with yeah. the idea of community, if you're trying to do you know a screenshot of your group, or maybe you're doing RP, or you're doing an FC night, and you have this adorable little food area, yep. I can remember the times that I've tried to you know take a picture of us all because eating has that community feel too. So you're like, mm -hmm. oh, let's all eat and do a little. But then everybody's just kind of sitting there or doing like a hand emote because the moment somebody tries to bust out the food, they just stand awkwardly yes. on top of their chair. <laughs> yeah. Moon, Moon Prism in the chat makes a really good point. This is good for RP, absolutely. Because I mean, how long has it been since we've been able to, we've had that housing glamour of like the cafe. We've been able to like mark our houses as cafes, but no, you can only eat while standing. Yes, yeah, this will be great for that. It's not a huge change, but it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's a little thing. Um, of course, I'm, we have. Go ahead. I'm I'm more on the boat of like, it's good for pictures. I I am an RPer, so I'll I'll put that out there. It's good for pictures, but I'm just going to emote that I'm eating. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and like pop apples while I'm well, RPing, and then we, right? you know, we have those those furniture pieces too, right? That are food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it works out. But they out. only have uh, 10 charges and it needs to stay there and be pretty forever. <laughs> and I hate those with, with like the event items, right? It's like, this is a food item. I'm like, but I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, it would be so nice if those were endless. I didn't even think about that with event items, but having that special food plate and then if somebody doesn't know and they come and eat all of it, you just sit there going, okay. Yeah, like it's, it's okay if you like, if you have to make adjustments and give it like crappy stats or whatever, just don't let us eat the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, they're they're already not not good buffs, right? Some people I mean, just right. don't know. Just just make them even more not good. I had a friend with a free company member who didn't know that if you took the flowers out of the vases, they were gone forever. And she she walked into her free company one time, um, all the vases okay. empty, oh. and she's like, "Do you know how annoying it is to get these? Uh, yeah. Like, we, why why would you screw the with the flowers?" We had the same with food because people will come into the FC houses sometimes and go, oh, wow, an extra buff that I get if they're a new player or something or they're maybe just new to FCs and they go, oh, this is so cool. It's a perk for me in the FC. And then the housing designer comes in later, which is at least me in our free company. So I come in later and you stand there going, my sushi bar. <laughs> <laughs> All of my very expensive, adorable sushi is gone. Who did this? They, they, so, so what they need to do is they need to lower the stats, make them infinite, or they also need to include a new furnishing piece that's just a big giant do not eat sign yes. or d uh, disable like consumption just have like a thing them. where you yeah click it off like or uh or an interactable and a non-interactable well, just just have an option to turn it off and then if somebody tries to click on it it just has this little message like this is actually plastic this is not actually real oh i like that that's yeah. better yeah. Yeah. or this maybe not you real have fruit 
<laughs> maybe you have your charges on it, but it doesn't, the, the graphic doesn't change to an empty plate. Maybe you're, it just says you, there are no more charges left on this food or something. That would be nice too. I, you try, you try to eat it. That's a good idea, but like I've also seen Lundex. and actually have used the empty plates and stuff as uh, furniture. Mm -hmm. Like that's true. Stacking up the plates or whatever inside a shelf. Like you this could, is my get stack. like actual. But I was doing that before you could get the stacks of yeah. plates. Thank you so much for stacks of plates, Essie. Holy crap! Right. I mean, they had to give us something for Eureka, right? Mm -hmm. Stacks of plates, mm -hmm. some cups. I love the cups. So spice, good. Spice rack. I think stuff, was from here. Stuff is just getting better and better. I'm so excited by housing. This is a big <laughs> <Yeah>. tangent. <laughs> All right. Uh, and of course, they mentioned uh, the Garo collaboration. Remember that? Uh, we'll be ending with the release of 5.1. So if you haven't done that yet, uh, you have about a month to get it done. So get your horses and your gear and and all of that. Also, this. you have about two days to finish the Rising. Yes. Uh, get so your posters and your Solomon if you haven't already. When this comes out, you'll have one day to finish the rising. Right? I, I was, oh my gosh, my I was so annoyed when I got those posters and went to put them up because the Return to Evilies poster has a border on it and none of the other ones have a border. So they don't and match. Because, and because of that border, it was differently, it was like a different size than the other ones. I'm just like, uh... oh, it's driving me crazy. Putting them next to each other and I'm like, one of these is not like the others. Just make some... Uh tier two Mix. frames and like put them inside the frame so they all <laughs> right because you have the much go. extra housing area right yeah um all right so uh your hot dark apocalypse uh Here we so the go. parade is going to be in the copied factory um we have some shots of 2p uh, we also have some shots of some npcs that people are saying are from the word about com request in Kalusia which are some of the dwarves. So this is probably going to take place somewhere up in the mountain range. That makes there. sense. Um, I do. I don't mean to interrupt, but I do just want to take one second. Do we really need to talk about all of this or could we just, I don't know, maybe just play that insane banger that, that oh, tune that they, that I so feel good. like that is going to communicate more. Oh my gosh. That song was just felt like the perfect encapsulation of what we're going to get with it. So a little bit, <laughs> uh, a little bit into it. Uh, Yoko Taro had to walk off stage cause he was a little hot in his mask cause you would expect. And it was weird because I was thinking like, God, he's gotta be dying in that thing. And then he walks off stage. He's like, it was too hot. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> uh, but then they brought out uh, Kichi Okabe, who was the composer um, that worked on your automata. And they played um, a track that was a mashup of weight of the world and the crystal prelude. Um, I love, so this is full disclosure. I have not finished near Automata. I've tried to start it up a few times. I just can't get into it. I'm going to try one more time before the raid comes out. We'll see what happens. But I've, I love the soundtrack for it. I bought the soundtrack. I listen to it every so often. Um, and so one of the things I was super happy with, especially after Ivalice, was that it wasn't, they didn't just grab music from Automata. They made new music for this mm -hmm. raid. Because that was one of the, the things with Ivalice that bugged me so much. It was just like, oh, it's the exact same track from Tactics. They didn't do anything. A lot of anything. people like that, though. And and that's fine. I'm, like, I'm with you on, on, on this. At least do some yeah. sort of slightly different remix. Give us something that's new. Stuff and to that, get a... That's fun to hear, especially like the one in Twinning. Huh, thank you. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so to get something new, I, I appreciate that. And it sounds great. Like, I loved Way of the World. And so to get that with, with the, the kind of chorus they have, and then they throw in the Crystal Prelude, like, it's so good. It's so good. Make sure to check that out. We have the uh, the embed uh, of the Twitch stream timed up 
in our summary. So if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure to check that out. It's so good. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's they, I, they showed a few enemies. Um, they you know they held up their their piece of paper to the camera a couple times. They showed us some some bots. They showed us uh, the boss, which is essentially like a mashup between like the robots from near and like glados from like portal just like hanging yeah. out from the ceiling they're like there's three circles on the ground that's interesting like what could that be in reference to right yeah yeah parties huh i mean like, honestly, the, first thing I the whole aesthetic the screenshots and i mean any of the art that they showed i was surprised to see just how how much it feels like near it, mm-hmm. i mean it looked beautiful it translated so well and i think a lot of people were really excited myself included to kind of see that because i've only done a few of the full playthroughs so i think we're on our like third playthrough through near and it's such a distinctive environment and i never really yeah. thought about mashing it up with 14 but as that music proves and i think as this whole collaboration proves there is this aesthetic overlap and this feel that works so well and has kind of made something new so i'm curious to see how much they take from either game and kind of bring into the design with the combat and the bosses and all of that kind of stuff moving into it yeah, i, uh, I know. haven't played it myself but i was in a, a voice chat with a couple of people who have one who is very excited and just all i could hear every two seconds was him him with a, a voice that had returned to his teenage years like yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will admit and and Sinidra knows this i was not crazy about this when they announced it nope. um, part, <laughs> part of that is because i just i haven't been able to get an automata and so i'm just like all right um, but the more I see of it, like it, it looks good. And, you know, I, I know kind of the aesthetic of the game. And I remember doing, um, I think it was uh, Malika's Well, when you mm-hmm. go d- go down and there's that part in these this kind of mine area that's like kind of frozen with the flood. And it just, there's like some construction that looks really similar to that kind of near aesthetic. Yeah. And I was like, for the, the for the first time, I'm like, you know, maybe this could work. Um, and it looks good. Like it, it from the, what two two screenshots and two pieces of paper they showed us uh the aesthetic they got it down for sure um and the music sounds great um so we'll see what they do with the story i mean we have 2p um yeah i don't know i don't know what the story's going to be but we'll have two more areas to go to as well so as long as i get a pretty address i'm fine with it that you know i was surprised they didn't show any gear no i was not that surprised they have to have stuff to show us in part two yeah yeah yeah. So I mean, it's really interesting seeing that they've kind of moved to making the 24 man platform a collaboration space, which I I don't think a lot of people necessarily expected. And, you know, mm-hmm. coming out of some of the things that Dunscape and now we're going, we obviously visited the sort of world of 12 and tactics with Rabbit Naster and now coming into this near raid. It's interesting, the idea of, you know, what kind of mashups could we see in this? I'm curious what both of you think. Do you enjoy that, that we use this as a space to tell sort of hybrid stories and bring other worlds in? Or do you feel like this should be a space that should be dedicated to 14 and and sort of the world of 14? I've heard a lot of people either way talking about it. Well, even from the beginning, um, yes, the, the first ones were completely Final Fantasy, but they were also different Final Fantasies that they were mm-hmm. collabing, right? And they're honestly they're gonna run out of final fantasy at some yeah. point as they're making these dungeons so reaching out to uh brands within their their subset but still sort of relevant you know i think i think that's a great idea uh it's it's worked so far within final fantasy and i think we'll see here uh whether or not it works outside of that that realm um mm-hmm. 
like I said, I haven't played it, but I am actually excited to see it. And uh, I think if they can make it make sense, then I'm going to be totally fine with it. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, right, this is a theme park MMO. And yeah. so they need different attractions, right, in that sense. And so, like, Ivelisse, like, okay, like, that was cool. The, the, you know, and again, like, when, when it was first announced for for the near rate, I was like, that's weird. Okay. Um, I mean, and, and it could end up being great. I mean, like I said, I think it, it, they've definitely got the aesthetic down. The music sounds great. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence because the last two, or the, the last 24 man was great. But I also like the idea of taking older Final Fantasy stuff and weaving it into 14. I mean, when we got that with Crystal Tower series, they took all that. And that's a huge plot point for Shadowbringers. <laughs> like, you know, we're, the way that they took all that stuff and, and evolved on it. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, if they want to do more collaboration stuff, I'm, I'm fine with it. I I'd, I'd personally would like to see more of that kind of weaving into the narrative of older stuff versus just straight up like, here's Ivelisse, you know? I'd rather see elements sprinkled in, but with newer things. But I mean, either way, it's been working well for him so far, so. <laughs> I like to sort of wait and see how it turns out, you know? Yeah. Judging, okay. judging ahead of time, you're either gonna set yourself up to be disappointed. Well, no, you're just gonna set yourself up to be disappointed because you're <laughs> you're either gonna be like, yeah, and then you get something you don't like. You're gonna be like, mm, yeah. and then you get something you do like, and it's like, well, why did I give myself all that grief prior to yeah. this? I'll be curious to see what they do with the story. I mean, because it's it's one of those things where if you aren't familiar with Near, it needs to work, and then if you are familiar with Near it needs to be really cool. Like it needs to fan, like fan service. Right. So I'll be curious to see, see what the, the actual well, storyline and then and they that, did all that before you know. with tactics, because I have not played either tactics game or any of the iterations of them. Cause that's mm -hmm. not, that's not the kind of game that I like that sort of strategy, yeah. but um, I really enjoyed that 24 man. Like it was, it was very, I enjoyed fun. the 24 man. There was a huge ball dropped at the end though. I don't know if, if I, and I'm, I may have mentioned this before, they had that final cutscene after you do, you know, you fight Ultima and then you, you see the, the Zodiac Braves, you know, right. not one of them are using the 2.0 relic weapons. <laughs> I'm just I mean, saying, yeah. I'm All just right. saying, if you're reading okay. this stuff in. <laughs> That's true. And I mean, it was, I, I love, and I think that Square Enix, Final Fantasy XIV, the team, everybody, they do such a great job of making this all coherent and making it tie into the world of 14 while also reaching out into these other titles. And like you were saying, we have to see what happens here. This will be our first collaboration that opens sort of the door for reaching outside of that, you know, Final Fantasy kind of bubble that most of our collaborations have been based around or inspiration has been based around. But it's it was so cool to see that, oh my gosh, this ridiculous thing that I did for Relics early on that had this little lore and side story now actually has some kind of expression of that story. And then of course it also gave a resolution to players who've played in that realm with tactics and things like that before to now kind of actually have sort of an additional finish, a finale, if you will, to some of the stories of those characters. So I thought that was handled super well. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do here with Nier. And of course, everybody's like, well, if they do Nier, what are they going to do? Chrono Trigger? Could we get... Oh, <laughs> my God. That would be cool. That would be my ultimate. The Chrono um... Cross uh, sequel we, we never knew we were going to get crossover. 14 as a 24-man alliance, Ray. I would lose my mind. <laughs> but it is interesting to think what we could do. As we oh, somebody in the chat said Dragon Quest. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. well, we we already have the little the, the jiggle hat the, from that the, event. The small collaboration, yeah, yeah. We had that. We had uh, we've had 
two different 11 ones at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, Yoshida was it a couple years ago at E3 threw out return to Vanna deal as like a joke answer in our <laughs> interview. So it's like, don't mess with my emotions like that. Um, <laughs> I would be, I'd be all for that. But um, has anybody compared the maps uh, for Vanna deal and Eorzea yet? Oh, when did the, when did 14 come out then? Okay. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Probably then. Just making yeah. sure. Yeah. That no, one's it, like it, it's, uh, it's... the sixth shard or something, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we you know we do know at some point Eleven's got something big planned in 2022. Whatever you know that for their 20th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. I who knows who knows what's gonna be. Um, there you go. I you know what I really liked about this particular life letter is everybody involved in presenting the information was so like excited and having fun the whole time just joking with each other and giving each other crap yeah that was fun to see definitely animated and like you could tell that they were happy to be there and it's it's and i made this point on twitter and it's it's one of those things where as a player in north america anytime they do one of these part one and two like live letter things where they bring on a special guest that's the part where everybody turns it off because we don't know what they're saying. They don't tell us what they're saying. It's not transcribed anywhere officially. And like, it's for, for this, like it sucks because you could tell they're having a blast up there. Yeah. No idea you, what they're talking about. You're trying to get like bits and pieces from the chat in between whatever weird spam yeah, you're, is you're happening. You're like looking at like Reddit's then, Discord or something, trying to yeah, figure out what's going Reddit, on. Reddit, Discord, and even then they're still missing stuff. I, I completely understand that there is a focus there with the Japanese audience and they can't always, you know, do that with the full yeah. translations, but you're so right because that's the kind of information that I think transcends just the facts of the game and actually gives you this window into the creative process of the game. Yeah. You could, you could tell that they were having so much fun together and that made a lot more sense to me as to even where this idea to collaborate came from, where I was like, yeah. wow, this is amazing to see these creators who have created legacies coming together and just jive in and love at it and having a great time to try and realize something new together, which I think is really amazing to see. But we don't always, as an English audience, get to get to see that with some of those, you know, yeah, um, events and or, you know, discussions or interviews. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I think some of it, uh, some of the discussion they did have was actually stuff that Yoshida talked about in an interview. Um, it was either, it was probably right after European Fan Fest or shortly after because people were asking, like, near collab, like, how did this happen? And so a little bit of what they talked about last night came out in that interview. Um, you know, they went out for a steak and they were just, you know, chatting and all this stuff. And so obviously they, they talked a little bit more in detail of it, right? And they were laughing. Like, I think, I think, uh, Foxclon was like tweeting afterwards. He's like, I thought I was going to die up on stage. You could tell at one point he's like laughing so hard. He was like, <laughs> what, like this. Yes. So it's yeah. like, I want to know, I want to know everything that was being said right now. And then they have like, Yoko Taro's mask just sitting on the yeah. table as he's backstage with the mic. Yeah. yeah. They get up yeah. to end it and <laughs> they, they hold up the mic to the mask, even though they don't need to, but they still, then, you know, they're like bowing with them. Like, it's just, it's just <laughs> Uh, it's it's crazy. I liked, you like the- I liked his comment about uh, he'd seen the collaborations with other people amongst the Square Enix community, and he had to, he was starting to think that the fourteen people hated him because he hadn't yeah. got offered a we collaboration. You guys yet. collaborated with Dragon Quest. You collaborated <laughs> with Gara. We thought you just didn't like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. 
Oh man. And I mean, there's so much happening with, with the titles in the Square Enix lineup right now. And obviously we have everything from remasters to new titles coming out. Um, I think having that door open for collaboration just means that we have more opportunities to push and redefine what 14 does with its content yeah. and collaborations like this. I mean, I would totally suggest, I know, I know you said you haven't finished, you haven't finished a run through of near, even if it's tough, I would yeah. say the biggest and most interesting thing about it is getting through the first run through and starting a second. Because I feel you, when I started playing it, I was kind of going, uh, I don't know how I feel about the yeah. world. I don't know if I explode, my clothes fall off. And I, <laughs> I mean, look, it's good because the booty, but also I have some qualms about how naked I am. And you know, just all these different things where I was going, I don't know if I totally understand how this world comes together. Yeah. But after going through that first playthrough, and when you hit that second playthrough, I don't want to say anything else to spoil it. That's when I really realized I went, oh my gosh, Nier is, there are so many things about this game that are unlike any other game I've ever played. Okay. I've, heard, and, I've heard bits yeah. and pieces of it, so I kind of know, but don't really know at the same time. Yeah. It's interesting, and I think it could create some new mechanics depending on what they do. I think it could really create some interesting new ideas in 14 that they could take outside of this 24-man too. So that's something that's interesting about collaborations as well, that it's not just about one event. It's kind of about how do we push ourselves as developers and get inspiration from other people. So yeah. I mean, and it helps push the back catalog too for the company. So I mean, yeah. Womp And that is the live letter. That was everything that they went over. Um, lots of cool stuff. I'm super excited. I love the the, the key art for the patch. It looks really cool. It does. It's, oh my god! Me and the Warrior of Darkness up there. Just like yeah. hits you in the face. Like by the way, in case you've forgotten, Square Enix likes to make beautiful it, things. Also, also <laughs> don't forget Nears in this in this patch. Please, please remember Nears in this patch. We're just gonna put it right front and center here. <laughs> That's a good piece of art. It's, it looks really good. Yeah. It looks really good. Um. So we have all of that, the summary, the pictures up on the website, gamerscape.com. Make sure to check that out. Uh, before we sign off here, uh, Rook, I want to give you a chance to go ahead and uh, plug all your channels, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, I go by Rook, but we stream under Bird of Chess. So all one word, you can find me here on Twitch. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bird of Chess is me. And if you're ever curious, I mean, feel free to come by and we're happy to get you connected to discords and all of our other sort of outreach and events that we do um, both on and off stream. We have a big and active community. So cool. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, it was fun. Uh, it was so great. <laughs> no, thank you for, seriously, thanks for inviting me and uh, for making it happen. I've, I've watched for a while and listened and I love the information and it's exciting to look at the future as we head into our patch cycle in full force with you guys. So yeah. thanks so much. Uh, there was, I think I had an email. Let me double check real quick. <gasps> we did quick. have an email. I had an email just to me the other day, but I feel oh. like we had, yes. Fancy. There we go. I got it. Uh, all right, so we have an email here. Uh, so, hey guys, I recently uh, started listening to you guys because I like to listen to people passionate about the game that I just got into. Um, I knew it was uh, I was going to get spoiled for the expansion since I'm a new player and I'm about three expansions behind. So far, I love the flavor and visuals of the game, um, but I also haven't had to play. Uh, it hasn't been hard to play a PS4, which I was expecting it to be. That choice because my PC is hot garbage. Um, but oh. just wanted to rant to a group of people. Uh, who can maybe help calm the rant. I'm level 45 and eagerly waiting to try out this greatest FF story in Shadowbringers. Um, but good lord, does the game have some filler quests. Uh, <laughs> this is no part of the game. 
I looked at how many quests I had to do uh, to get into Shadowbringers, and it was 416 MSQs. Don't don't ever look ahead. Just yeah. no. <laughs> do not look at the number. Not until they rip that stuff out. It hurts my heart because I've gone through 159 MSQs already, uh, not to mention all the random exploration I've gone through, uh, whatever you call those blue plus quests. I'm 16 days in and it feels like Shadowbringers is so far away. Um, so that would be my new player problem. Shadowbringers expansion is just so far away for me. Uh, I know there's a Mog Station thing to skip ahead, but it feels like that's not meant for new players, especially with how much throwback I hear is involved with this new story. Uh, thanks for the hard work. I love listening to your passion and love for the game. Uh, thank you for the email. Um, yeah, and you know, it's we talked a little bit about that with the New Game Plus stuff. The downside is it's going to be 5.3 before we get ARR condensed. The good news is they are condensing it. <laughs> you're making uh, good progress. 16 days in, you're that far in. You're you're making good progress. You'll get there, and you'll have it all fresh in your mind, so you'll catch stuff that we didn't catch when we got there. That's also be, very true. Yeah, yeah, you'll be like, oh, is that what they were talking about at blah, blah, MSQ 2.712, you know? <laughs> you'll have all these revelations that we people that have been playing this game for the last, like, nine years, it's like, I didn't catch that. Like, mm -hmm. how did I not? Okay. Wow. That's exactly it. I mean, Final Fantasy XIV is different than other MMOs. And part of that, and I always tell people who are coming from other MMOs into fourteen, part of that is the fact that it is designed to have a single-player RPG experience at its heart, like the Final Fantasy games. So no matter what content is current, your first journey through the story is never going to be outdated content because mm -hmm. that exact, the emotional highs, the lows, all of those feelings of surprises, you get to experience it. So don't ever feel as if you are so behind that you have to speed through or you have to skip. They're so great at helping people get into the game and always making sure that gear is obtainable when you get there and all that good stuff. So just enjoy it because you never get back that first time. And that's really the special yeah. part of Final Fantasy. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing such a good job with, you're, you're right, keeping up and, and making sure that they go back and update the older stuff when they need to to make it a little bit easier for people to get caught up. Um, and yeah, I mean, they do have... You can do the the story skip on the Mog Station, but yeah, if you're going through the don't. game for the first time, don't do it. It's and it's not just because of the story. It's you need to level up and you need to learn how to play. You know, not not to say like I don't pay yourself. I'm not going to tell you how to play. <laughs> but you know, as you go through that that long kind of winding road of MSQ, you slowly learn on you know what the kind of norm is for you know dungeons and you know all that other kind of content. So it's really important to take your time and go through that and make sure that you have a, a kind of solid understanding of of the game and then what all the content kind of entails um don't be afraid to ask questions uh yeah. you have normally three other people in a party with you and chances are at least one of them is a nice person <laughs> so yeah i mean there's there's yeah. always there's always yeah. the novice uh network um you know in a month we'll have fellowships um so maybe there will be some uh you know geared towards newer players like yourself so make sure to, to you know keep an eye out for that kind of stuff and like we were saying earlier, the longest haul of the whole story is ARR. So if you get through that and the patches, the rest of the storytelling is much more concise. And people do find when they hit Heaven Sword and sort of beyond that the game just sort of propels them forward a little bit more than ARR does. So don't be too disheartened. If you can just push through that, you're going to get to that point where the story is a lot more concise and there's a lot more momentum. Yeah. Once, once you, you get to like the end of ARR or even even just like the base 2.0, like it starts to pick up after that a little bit. And then once you get into Heaven's Word, it's just, it's so good. <laughs> I find uh, the most frustrating thing, well, in memory, I found the most frustrating thing about ARR was uh, you would hit 
level limitations and when you could start up your next quest because yeah. you're excited you want to know what's happening you have to stop and level uh, my suggestion is uh, what's it called palace of the dead it's really really fast yes um and you can unlock it very early and uh you level past the point of where your actual level is so you get to see what's coming for your job in the future and it will help you learn it or at least yeah. what the abilities do earlier on yeah, it's yes. a it's a good kind of like a heads up on on what you're going to be able to do, um, and especially if you're newer to the game and you're still maybe figuring out what you want to play as for your main, um, it's a really good way to kind of figure out you know what uh, what the jobs are capable of, um, and how they feel when you play them. So definitely something to uh, to check out for sure. And conversely, so the story skip, it's important to note that the story skip and a leveling skip are separate on the yeah. monk station. So if you are, say, a veteran player that's coming in, because sometimes people are, and you know the basic gist of how a healer or a DPS or a tank runs, you've played them a hundred times, you want the story, but it's going really slow, you can always just get a level skip, which will make any of those duties, instances, you know, any of that sort of thing a lot faster and then still play through the story. It's really, I mean, there are great ways to level and go through so you don't hit those blocks, but you don't have to like skip the story necessarily just to get to where everybody else is. You can you can do a lot of different things to sort of make it as yeah. smooth and fast as possible. And, 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 you know, the benefit now with New Game Plus too is if you are joining the game because your friends are playing, you can get the skips and always go back and do the stories later. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of different kind of routes that you can take into, to get As into someone form. currently doing uh, roulettes to level all my jobs to 80, I love to see new people. <laughs> I love to get Chimera or Baby Ifrit or something. So Cape much West faster. Win. Yes, Cape Westwind. Holy, holy goodness. The speed. Every so often it's you kind get of a Cape a... Westwind and you're yes. just like, it's like you won the, the roulette lottery. It's like, this will take 10 seconds to beat. It'll be great. It's a double-edged sword because for me, it's like, heck yeah, this thing was dead in two seconds. Moving on to the next roulette. Thank you for the 7 that was, million that experience. Was me doing a trial roulette on my gunbreaker because yeah. I'm, I'm still not comfortable doing like trials with my gunbreaker, right? Mm -hmm. As tank, as a tank. And so I'm like, you know what? I'll just. I'll just bite the bullet. I'll just try a trial on my tank. We'll see what happens. And I get Cape Westwind. I'm like, oh. So I mean, all right. It's good. It's good for the old players, actually, for for new people to come through. Uh, it's a, it's kind of like it depends on the player. But as a new player in something like Cape Westwind, nobody's gonna stop and teach you the uh, mechanics because at this point they are moot. They are there's, moot. <laughs> there's mechanics for Cape Westwind. Yeah. There's, huh? Nobody's gonna tell you how that works. No, <laughs> sorry, I, I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. Um, if to be honest, if somebody was like, "Hey, this is my first time, and I'd like to know how this fight works," I would probably try and explain it to them because you know I don't even good. remember it. Well, there's those ads that come out, and he does some missile things, and you have to avoid yeah. this and that. But he dies really quickly, so it's kind of like it's not really a point. Yeah. There's nothing. If you had if you had eight new people, you'd have to learn the me new mechanics. That's it. Yeah. That's crazy. Remember when Cape Westwind was hot? No? Nobody? Okay. I was in a, a praetorium the other night with a new person uh, mm. who was a very friendly new person. And uh, people were kind of, I don't want to say skipping the cutscenes because you can't do that, but they were they were skipping the cutscenes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they were going ahead and doing the fights. And the person was like, how are you guys doing this? So I... I explained to them what the, the other people were doing because, you know, why not yeah. <laughs> inform people so that they can know what the heck is going on. And I was like, do you want them to stop? 
so that you can actually do the fights. And they were like, no, no, I was just curious. But in that case, like, don't be afraid to be like, hey, I would actually like to participate in this fight so I can see what the heck happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, that whole bit, there really are only like two stumbling blocks for new players as far as dungeons go. And it was those two dungeons for so long. And I know that the only negative experience that I ever had, like really negative experience I ever had in game was the first time I did those two dungeons. Even with asking, you know, people would still be so rude about it because they were farming for things and they were trying to get stuff, you know, just on a daily kind of basis. But for the most part, if you do just say to people, hey, I'm new, hey, this is really important to me, you're always going to find at least one ally. And Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you're in a rare party where people are rude, it's definitely not the Norman 14. And it's one of those things where it's one of the kindest, most welcoming communities. Usually people just need to know that maybe yeah. you're new or you're not going to know how to face roll this one or you're, you know. <laughs> yeah, with, with with millions of registered players, there's going to be at least one bad apple that you encounter at some point. So yeah. that is not the norm. <laughs> don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't ask for what you want, you're not going to get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's going to do it here for us this week. Uh, if you want, you can email us like uh, like they did. Radio at GamerEscape.com. You can tweet at us at Radio. Uh, and of course, you can reach us at GamerEscape on Twitter, Facebook, and Discord, discord.gg slash GamerEscape. There's an A-Fright Radio channel on there where you can chat with us. Uh, thank you again to Rook for joining us. And uh, we will see you guys here next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for having me.